0: How you guys doing? Yeah? Bit quiet? Doing good? You guys, surely you guys know me by now. If you're quiet, I'm gonna get you to do something to liven you up. So we'll try one more time, are you guys good? That's better, okay, great. So, this morning, what I'm gonna do is just have a bit of a yarn with you guys. Are you down for a yarn? Good. I absolutely esteem biblical teaching in a church forum and on a church platform. I think it's really important. I believe teaching straight from the Word of God is incredulous to who we are as a church and to keeping us on the straight and narrow, knowing the theological doctrine that we have with inside of us in order that we could connect with Father God. But I'm going to veer from that a little bit in line with the Word of God, but I, I want to speak a Rema Word of God this morning. That is an utterance or a, a thought that he'd given to me in order that I could share with and encourage this family. Are you guys okay with that? All right. So in prayer a couple of weeks ago, um, I was praying for the church and as an intercessor, that's quite an interesting thing to do because often I don't quite know what I'm praying for other than that I need to pray unless God tells me something specific I pray blessings and covering over the church and then from there he chats to me or I pray in tongues so when I'm praying in tongues that's my intimate language with Father God in order that I wouldn't have to know what to say he's taking care of that it's about me giving over a part of myself in order that he would be a mouthpiece. I would be his mouthpiece here on earth. You guys with me? So I'm having some time with God and I was praying into the church and um, where we're going and the exciting things that are happening. Phil's been sharing around vision and God just gave me this word and he called the church Joseph and um, he referred to the church as Joseph and every time he Talk to me specifically about something for the church, he named it Joseph. And I was really curious by that and open up the word and we read the beginning of Joseph's story in Genesis 37. And God said to me, like Joseph, you are my favoured son. This is him talking about the church. And I've made for you an ornate, multicoloured robe that is a covering on the church. I was, I was crying, because that's, that's a huge revelation of the mantle that sits on this church. And, and he reminded me of the many colours that went into making up Joseph's coat. The time that went into making up Joseph's coat as a young man, in order that he was covered through everything he journeyed that the prophetic promise actually covered him whilst he went through the many trials that he did. The covering didn't come afterwards, it came before. And God spoke to me about the multifaceted vision that's happening and the covering that rests on us as a family, on us as a house, that's a prophetic declaration of the man, the church that will stand to be a light in a nation. And I I um, chatted with Phil about it, and he was like, yes, let's do it. Let's talk about it. I'm not going to go much further. I'm just, Genesis 37, 1 to 6 is the, that initial passage, just the mandate on this church and that God was calling us Joseph, favoured. And um, we know... What that means, if you guys were here last time I spoke, favoured means God is leaning into us. It's not about having more or being the best or having the most. It's about us leaning into him and him reciprocating and leaning into us. That's favoured. That's blessing. That's what it looks like when the breath of God is so close to us that we would call ourselves blessed because we are in intimate relationship with the Father. That's blessing. That's favour. And that's who God's calling this church to be, We have leaned into him as a church, as a leadership team, as a staff. We have leaned into him and cry out for him to speak in order that we would be moving in the direction that he had called us. And because of that, he is now leaning into us and calling us favoured and blessed. And he's named the church Joseph prophetically to me as a Rema word. That's powerful, 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 because there's revelation that the covering that rests on us is so beautiful, so ornate that it could only be made for us. And as we share vision over the next couple of months and, and, um, and lead up to 2019 and New Year's, always exciting, there is a promise that we need to catch in our hearts today that God has said, Joseph, I'm covering you in my robe that I have designed, and it will symbolically define who you are because it could only be yours. And And part of... Our vision and part of our dream um, and where God's calling us is to have a ministry school. So there are so many parts. Remember, multifaceted dream. We've been called a house of worship. We've been told we'll be a house of prayer. We've been called a house of discipleship. There are so many things that rest on us prophetically. And, and actually, that's a patchwork of the, the coat that God's covered over us. And it's big, It's a lot to catch and to be honest, I spend all week with Phil and I still don't have all of it and we talk all the time. So I know how huge it is to catch, particularly just on a Sunday when you're trying to grab all the information you can. The truth is there's a, I want you to rest easy in the fact that the covering is placed by our Father on this church to be a most multifaceted house, not for our glory, but for His. Not so that we would have a 1,000 people in this auditorium just to say we did, but because a 1,000 people in this auditorium means a 1,000 people in the kingdom of heaven. And if we have 2,000 people in here, I'm going to be celebrating, not because there's 2,000 people in here, but because actually I get to look around and go, I'm in heaven with more people than I was five years ago. I want this church to grow, not because I want it to grow, but because God's kingdom was always designed to be a family and family goes after the one that's lost family runs after the people that don't know who their father is and I will do anything and I have made it my life mission God's made it my life mission to serve the church because this church is what impacts our community not these walls I don't care about those they could be painted a nicer color it's not, it's not about that, right? It's actually about us as a church, a body of people coming together. And what God's saying is that if you sit in this house and you're called family, you sit under the Joseph covering. That's not something Phil wears, it's not something I wear, it's not something Kathy wears, it's not something just our leadership team wears. If you're called family in this house, God is calling this house Joseph, and so you sit under the covering. And as we speak around vision, and as we share what that means from our hearts to impact yours, my prayer is that you would know your place in this house and in this family, because you sit under the covering that God has placed on us, and it is ornate, and it is beautiful, and it has only been designed for us. He is calling us Joseph Church, so it is time to stand. It doesn't mean that there are no trials. It means that prophetically he is covering us, and then he'll do some character building, but we will see the promise. Are you willing to sit under the covering? Because if you are, it's exciting. I kind of imagined... I was laying in bed this morning praying and listening to some worship music and I kind of imagined those, you know those big tents, those big like circle things you run under as kids? What are they called, like the parachute things? You know, and everyone grabs a corner and you like throw it up and you've got to run underneath it and get to the other side and there's all these colours and when you're a kid, it's the most fun thing in the world, but all you can see under there is the colours. And actually it takes the whole family to hold on. You can't play that game with one person. Boring with two. Much more fun with 50. Way more fun with 5,000. You know? A little bit of risk involved. If I run under, am I going to crash into someone? Who knows, but let's do it anyway. There is a beauty to learning to enjoy the colour of the coat that sits on us. And there's fun in it. That's something God... He wants us to have fun together, and that picture so reminded me of that this morning, that he wants us to enjoy each other's company, and run under the tent, and come out to the other side, and go again, because it's fun, and the colors are crazy, and as a kid, that's all you can see. God's calling us to be like children, covered underneath the beauty of the colors that God's placed on this house. So, I'm going to talk about a part of that multifaceted coat, the multicolored coat, that I have a fairly big role in at the moment, which is exciting. So you will have heard Phil talk about the ministry school, and um, we're going to invite him up shortly, and the both of us are just going to take some time to answer some questions around what the ministry school looks like. So for those of you who do not know, We are launching a ministry school in 2020 um, called School of the Spirit. You can cheer at that. That's fine. Yeah, there we go. All right. A little more excitement would be fine, but it's okay. It's a Sunday morning. I know it's hard. So, School of the Spirit 2020 a discipleship school specifically centered around teaching the supernatural theology of the word equipping people and enabling people in the supernatural workings of God grounded and based in the word of him and what we know to be true of him this is about this is about raising up an army of disciples who will go forth into the world bringing miracles and healings prophetic words and drawing people closer to the Father heart of God because it's those crazy things that they can't explain and in a world where you can google an explanation to anything we need a few more things that nobody can explain because that's going to attract attention that's going to get a people watching when we see a lame person walk in this building when the town starts to hear of those who are deaf who now hear when the town starts to hear of marriages that are broken being restored to fullness in Christ when the when the community starts to hear of children being adopted into the family and taken as their own that's going to stop people in their tracks because you can't explain it it doesn't make sense in this world and we are raising up and discipling an army that will do that and you guys get to be a part of the journey that's the best part all right so Drum roll, please. Everyone stomp your feet or something. Drum roll. Big drum roll. There we go. dun dun la Night School 2019. That's how you get to be a part of it. So you will have seen in your newsletter this morning, there's a new newsletter. Make sure you grab one. We have opened registrations for Night School 2019. This looks differently than the way we've done it the past two years and replaces... School of the Spirit the way that we've done it monthly. So we're combining the two. And School of the Spirit is our banner. That's our ministry school. And for 10 months, 10 sessions over 10 months next year, we are going to journey together through one of the courses that are available to the students in 2020. So you guys get to see it first. I would call you guinea pigs, but that would suggest that some things could go wrong and they're not going to. So register. Seriously, get yourself involved. This is a family-friendly um, night school. Is We come together once a month, and we sit around some tables. We've got some workbooks. Phil does the teaching, and it is specifically around journeying us further than from the place we are. We're going from point A to point B because our walk with God is continual. Not linear, but continual okay? And so it's called a journey home. We're going to be looking at the parable of the prodigal son, but not just the prodigal son, the son who remained in the house but was disconnected from the father. So the the two sons who were disconnected from their father and who came back to a place of knowing that all prosperity emotionally, relationally, financially rested under the House of the Father, and that actually being connected to Him was the most important. So, we're going to be journeying that together. I'm super excited. We've got a team putting this together. Um, There's currently four of us. Um, We've got um, Andrew, he's a pastor out at Raglan. He used to be the principal at Vision College. He's really lovely and has come alongside of us and is doing all of those things you know that is not quite the norm for us yet curriculum and and different things Um, and we've got a team of writers out is Lisa here today oh she's not Lisa is studiously researching and working on things and so we're super excited to journey this together with you you can register online if you're smart enough there's a QR code to jump you onto the website. If you are older than 40 and need help with that, come and find me. And um, <laughs> and um, we will, or you can just fill out the paper copy. That's fine too. All right. Um, I would suggest that If you're signing up a family, it needs to be children older than 14, but that's discretionary. So um, it is mature content uh, in that there's depth to it, but we're encouraging our youth to get along to it. So use discretion, but we would love to see you as a family. Um, And we're excited, aren't we, Phil? Why don't you come up? Yes, everyone give them a clap. Okay, that's a better clap than I got, so that's rude. We're going to grab some stools. Here we go. When I was praying about what to do this morning, um, I just really felt Holy Spirit say to me to keep this conversational. Because I understand that with vision can come um, a whole lot of questions that don't necessarily get answered within a 30-minute slot. So what I've done is written down some questions. Phil's written down some questions and we're just going to answer what we think would be common questions around the ministry school, why we're doing it, what's the purpose and the heart behind it. Are you guys all right with that? Yeah. All right. We'll start with Phil. Can you tell us how this all happened? What was the dream?
1: Yeah, so uh, those of you that have been journeying with us a while know that we've been doing School of the Spirit for three years, and uh, the purpose behind that was really to offer uh, an environment where people could um, dig into some teaching of the Word of God uh, in a more uh, intense way, perhaps, um, and, and really looking to activate those things of what I call the apostolic church. So if you read the book of Acts, that's what I call the apostolic church. It's a gathering of people who got together in homes, in, um, in synagogues, and in the marketplace, and they prayed and they expect the Holy Spirit to turn up and change their world. That's a good idea. Yeah. So, um, so really, that's where the School of the Spirit birthed. Um, I've been relationally... I'm professionally connected with Vision College for many years, so I was tutoring there for a while, and we value Vision College. We are a partner of Vision College. We believe in Vision College. Uh, Francis and Kaylee this year are studying Vision College because we believe it's a great program. Uh, We we love having Cape and Ray with us because Cape and Ray is another environment where people can be on a discipleship journey. This is another one of those. Um, And so that birthed sort of out of my desire to see people grow and um, e- even this morning, is um, I'm just reminded why that's so important. We just sung that song, New Wine, and uh, if you work the, work the song backwards, it says, in the new wine, there is power. You remember that line? Right? Okay, well, you get the power because you've got the new wine. But you don't get the new wine unless you've got the... Come on, think about it. The crushing. No crushing, no new wine. In the crushing, in the pressing, come on, you just sung this. In the crushing, in the pressing, there is new wine. And in the new wine, there is power. So so that's my desire for the church, that we would have more power. Why? So we can represent Christ to our community. But for us to go through that, we've got to experience the crushing, and the only way you're going to survive that is if you grow stronger. And so our mandate as a church is to, make the, uh, to help to grow the church, to make the local church stronger. So what we develop in our discipleship material and the programs we, that we, we take overseas and, and even in the, in the gatherings we have is to make the local church stronger so that we can represent him out there. And so ministry school, School of the Spirit, it's like that.
0: Big dreams, big vision. Um, How does this initiative connect to the vision of the church, the wider vision?
1: If I had a $100 note, I would literally give it to the person who could recite our vision to me. But I don't have a $100 note today. So uh, you have to trust me that I'm good for it. Uh, who wrote it down last week? What's the vision of the church? I know it's confusing, vision and mission and values and all that stuff. I throw a lot of stuff at you. Impact a 1,000 people a week with the message of God's truth. That's our vision. The only way that we're going to do that is to grow stronger, is is because it's not dependent on me impacting a 1,000 people a week. It's, I, mean, I mean, I'd love a 1,000 people here. It'd be really cozy if we had a 1,000 people in here. We'd be shoulder to shoulder and lots of sweaty bodies. Um, so we're not trying to do that. And, and the honest truth is it's not about a big church. It's about a strong church that go and impact people in the community. Because as I shared last week in the message, the actual picture of an apostolic church is you gathering your neighbors in your home and telling them how Jesus changed your life. I'm far more excited about that than putting 1,000 people in this building at 10 o'clock on a Sunday morning. So, so if we disciple people, if we make the church strong, then we walk out our purpose and we impact lives for Jesus Christ and his kingdom. That's how it's connected.
0: Good. The next question I had here was, why a ministry skill and why us? So I kind of want to answer that. Um, it is easy to look around and see lots of ministry schools and Bible schools, and we absolutely support and advocate for them. But there's something to be said about um, training in the supernatural. And that seems, in my world, looks like a little bit of a void in the ministry school sphere. And better than that, God told us to. So, if even that answer is, you know, not one to get you going, when God says something, you learn to jump and say how high. And um, when he talked to us about a ministry school, we knew that it didn't need to look like 50 students in this building. If one student was being grown closer and drawing near to God, then that was enough for us. Um, And so, that's Why? and why us? It is a part of that multicolored dream coat. It is one of those parts of our vision that we absolutely believe is a prophetic promise over the house, and we're called to steward those things well. We're called to steward prophetic promise well, and this is us doing that.
1: Yeah, you'll remember, again, I've spoken about this before, one of the prophetic words over this church is that we would be an apostolic training center. Those were the specific words that were written down. Uh, some six or seven years ago before I even came here. And so what we're trying to do is is align our activity underneath what God has said for the church. So uh, this multifaceted coat, I love that picture. Um, this is just one of those colors, that we're a discipleship center, that we train people. And one of the ways we're going to do that is School of the Spirit. We're also uh, actively working on building the Bible School in Indonesia, um, and by that, I mean raising up and training the future generation of church leaders who are going to minister to the nation of Indonesia. And and that is, again, something that lines up with what God's given us a mandate to do.
0: Um, I kind of touched on this earlier. How's the content being prepared? Um we have a team working together uh, and then on top of the team it will then go through a refining process and our elders will be responsible for ushering through that curriculum and um and so we've got different people we've got researchers we've got curriculum writers we've got um you know the big ideas that we're working from and we have a Generalised curriculum and Andrew's helped us put together um, a far more learning based, learning outcome based curriculum in order order that there's direction to this. We don't just want to pull a bunch of people into a room and go, let's see what we want to do today. There is learning based outcomes, um, and the team is currently working to put that together. Um, and that will then be overseen by the eldership and by our senior leadership team?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that we, we wanted to make sure was that there were specific learning outcomes that were aligned with um, discipleship principles. So we got Andrew involved. He's an ex-principal of the Bible College, and he's been helping us with that. Uh, in that vein, I was really keen to make sure that the people going through the journey of discipleship would be tested to prove that they'd learned something. So there will be assessments next year for night school, just two, and they'll be done in a way where you can collaborate and build your answers in order to prove that you've learnt what we're teaching. Um, but it's not, if I could say it carefully, it's not a free ride. You don't just turn up, have your cookies, listen to some teaching and, and, and pass the course. We actually want you to apply the teaching to your life and the assessments are all about application to processing the information, to apply it. Um, We will not be registering at this stage, we will not be registering on the um, NZQA framework, so there's no um, tertiary funding, there's no student loans, there's no um, allowances that are, are granted. We're not an approved course by the New Zealand government. And the reason for that is the New Zealand government are not funding Christian education of this kind. And when they do, they change the rules every five minutes. And I know that because I used to work for vision college so so we're going down this path, but're we're, we're setting the learning expectations at the same standard uh, for for the people that are participating.
0: to flow on from that, what do you see the desired goal for t- participants being? Okay, I'll answer that. Um, I think we've already said it. we want to see disciples raised. Um, who know the word of God, who are in the word of God, who know what it means to live a life of worship, who know what it means to have intimate connection with their father in order that they would bring his light into our world um, that so desperately needs it. That's our desired goal is that we would have students who were passionate about knowing the intimacy with the father but knowing his word and being grounded in that in order that our world would be changed Um, and in order that we would see a generation of worshippers rise up. That's my dream. That's something I um, envision all the time. Nikita asked me this question one time. She said, what do you see things looking like? And I think you said five or 10 years. And I just saw a flood of people, all ages, children right through to people in their nineties, worshipping with abandonment, just, just surrendered to what it what it looks like to be in love with God and what it looks like to be continually growing in Him. That's what I want our students to look like. I want them to be so surrendered and so desiring of God's heart that that would speak for itself and that they would see incredible things because of it.
1: Yeah, imagine if we could be a a church that um, actively makes a positive contribution to the community, whereby... Um, the local schools come to us and say, hey, we see the discipleship programs you have in the church. Would you help us in the school with, um, with you know, personal development curriculum or uh, character development or discipleship development? Imagine if we could be part of the solution to the community. Imagine if, imagine if the uh, mayor came to us and said, you guys are making such a difference in the community. I'd like to sit down with you and find out what motivates you imagine if that happened imagine if the business people in our church were so wealthy that we were funding the, the uh, poverty in Timudu why because we're living by God 's principles we're actually outworking what the Bible teaches us to do and how it shows us we can live um, we're called we're called to demonstrate his kingdom and we're not going to do that if we sit on our hands and um and if I could say this nicely, and I hope you receive it nicely, but it's time to wake up, church. And I say that to the church of New Zealand, not just you guys. It's time for us to wake up and be the difference that Jesus came to show us we can be. And, and, and growing and just being discipled is part of that process. It's, it's part of getting rid of the old. It's a part of getting into the new. It's a part of growing our muscles stronger. It's about less of me and more of him. We just sung that this morning. You go through a discipleship process, you get changed in line with, with the example that we've got in Jesus Christ. So everything we're doing points to Jesus, everything. We model what we teach off the life of Jesus Christ and how he taught his, his disciples.
0: If I could, some, yeah, well, I'll just finish, finish this with, with finish, blah, 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 blah. finish with this. <laughs> um, what can you guys expect from us in 2019? It's probably a good question. So we've got night school happening, which you will see come to fruition and we're really excited about. We're working with um, people who are, Good at social marketing and social media, and so um, we're going to engage the community that way. And we are going to continue working together and putting together our curriculum for the year. So that's what the plan is for 2019. I'm excited about it. Super excited about I it. I just
1: thought, um, Ash, why don't you tell them because they don't know what 2020 looks like? So the ministry school as a whole, we've mapped out.
0: Yes, we have.
1: Just Broad strokes, big picture.
0: So um, 12 papers, 10 papers, 10 papers um, with a credit system. So to non-curriculum listeners. It's just essentially credits help us determine how weighty or big the course should be. So we've got 10 papers, 120 learning hours. It will look like an online course um, with an emphasis on being an intern uh, and journeying that alongside of. But we've made it available and written it in order that it was accessible to not just those who would like to be full-time students but part-time students as well. Um, And it looks like about six hours of study a week, inclusive of assignment time. So we've really uh, intentionally made it accessible to mums, to pe- dads who are working, to young people, to older people, and those who want to give up more of their time, we would absolutely suggest moving into an internship um, where they can learn what it looks like to serve in the church and study alongside of those things. Yeah,
1: one, one on that, one of the things that I'm noticing, because I work with a lot of church leaders and... Um, I've traveled a bit to see Bible schools and how they operate, one of the things I'm noticing is that I think the day of the big school is coming to an end. And what we're seeing more and more and more uh, in the Christian discipleship realm is localized discipleship. And so what we've done is tried to build this so it's not dependent on having 50 people turn up to a classroom, because our goal is not necessarily to make this a big church. Our goal is to make the local church stronger. So what if we put the program online and four people at Te Baptist Church and three people down in Tikawiti and um, seven people over in in New Plymouth decided they were going to do the course, but they could have a local context for their learning and that that they could learn and grow. And in doing that, they served their local church and their local church becomes stronger in the community as a result of it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So 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 again, you just gotta remember we're trying to make the local church stronger, not our local church stronger. Does that make sense? Big difference. And and in that, you know, would be we're already partnering with the other churches in Teamodu in different ways. Why? Because it's Te will only find Jesus if we work together. Yeah, good. Not through one church, but the church. Yeah, so we're, we're trying to we're trying to structure things in that way, so that they can be um, managed uh, well, uh, and people's learning can be um, measured, but it's not dependent on you sitting in a classroom in Tiamudu.
0: On that note, night school next year um, is not exclusive to North End. So if you have friends that you'd like to invite who are congregation members somewhere else, we absolutely believe in, un- in a unified church, like what Phil is saying. So invite people along. This is, yeah, not exclusive to us. And um, and we are passionate, again, not about the number, but about the transformation that happens in the room. And the more people that go through that process of transformation, the better. So um, thank you, Phil, for that. Um, we're going to wrap this up. Most of you will have been here for vision cards. Host teams, if you could hand those around, please. Um, We have been spending the last two weeks, this is the third week, intentionally looking at our vision pledges. That is the financial aid that will enable our vision. And it goes beyond um, tithes. Uh, this is this is usually a big faith stretch. It's hard, and it's something that should be done in prayerful consideration with God. And um, it's not about us wanting your money. It's about us realising that money is a tool that allows us to outwork the vision, and God is the owner of all money, and he calls us as his children to steward it. And so um, I, I just even over this week have been praying into this, the vision cards and, and what it looks like. And I would encourage you to use it as a time to have your heart changed and transformed by the renewing of God's power and his blessing. I went on a big journey. Halfway through this year, around tithing, and the classic, like I'll be honest, millennial phrase that I'm tithing my time, and um, that it's not a big deal. And God did a work in my heart that allowed me to see that I was holding so tightly to money that He couldn't actually use it, and that that was then enabling a poverty spirit. And that is, that's been a huge journey and one that I openly talk about because I know that it's a journey for lots of people. Um, can I encourage you to have your heart open to hear from God? Can I encourage you to look at your paycheck and first say, how God would you like me to work this, rather than what bill comes out first? Because Holy Spirit is gentle. He is all-knowing. And he doesn't do things to strip us of our houses or cars in order that we'd live on the streets. It's not how he works. We have to trust him more than ourselves. And finances is a part of that. So we're going to spend some time now. Um, If you don't have a vision card, wave your hand and Scotty and Natalie will come to you. If you do, we're just going to take a moment, if you could have a song ready, um, to pray. If you came as a couple, please pray together. Um, Or pray separately and see what God says to both of you. It's always a fun game. Um, And ask God what it is that he's requiring of you in order that you were enabling the vision. And um, that doesn't look like any specific monetary amount. If $10 is a faith stretch for you, and that's what God's calling you to, $10 it is. The value is not determinant of the heart. So... We absolutely know that God will bring in what he needs to in order to make the vision outworkable. We trust him with that. Now we're asking you as family, if you're family here, to ask God to do the same with your finances. And as we hand out the vision cards and as you pray over them, I I really want to encourage you to first ask God what he's going to do through you with maybe $10 a week and see where it goes from there. You all right with that? All right, let's take some time.